When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Do you know what I use to record these podcasts? It's Anchor by Spotify. It's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or a computer. It's all really, really easy. It's all really intuitive. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast. Hey, good afternoon. Welcome to Inside Indiana Sports this afternoon with Kent Sterling. Our guest today, the great Scott Agnes, to talk about the Indiana Pacers and their opener tomorrow night against the 76ers. How you doing, Scott? I'm doing well, Ken. How are you? Good to see you. I love the shirt. Looking good. Yeah, it's a Friday. We go Ken. Friday rolling. Let's go. What is that? Is that a quarter zip? Is that what you yep. got? Talking? <laughs> this is, it's the comfy. I'm at my desk. Let's get it going. You know? Nice. Hey, you think Vic's going to get it going tomorrow night or what? I think so. If not, he's handled this completely backwards, right? Because you're not going to show up to the dance and then leave before the dance gets started. Even though you were already there and already looking good, nah, you can't do that. That would be a bait and switch. That that would not be a good look for him right now on, with a fan base that is kind of teetering a little bit because of all these falsehoods. You know, to say you're not going to play and then tease people and say, maybe you'll play and then pull the plug and not play, <laughs> that just be wrong. You can't do that. But it wouldn't surprise me because he's been a little bit tone deaf throughout this entire process. Yeah, it's where you got to question where he's getting all of his advice from because so much of it just doesn't make sense. And Quite honestly, for a player, I'm not sure they're thinking in that area. That's not their department. In fact, that's where he should be leaning on a Pacers PR staff for, hey, this is what I want to announce it. I want to announce it, and I'm not criticizing that portion. You can own your message. Feel free. But you alert the team first, and maybe you use people that have been doing this job for 25 years. You know, as Nate talked to the media yesterday, Kevin Bowen asked him a good question, and that's whether he had met with Vic And Nate started to answer, but I couldn't tell based on the start of his answer where he was going at the end of the answer. So I don't know whether they've met. I would assume that they have, and the Pacers know what's going on. Do you think? Yeah. The the whole thing with meeting, they talk in what I call a meeting almost every single day. So it's it's like um, working on your free throws, or it's like, are you going to go get rehab on it? Yeah, I get rehab every single day. So I think that conversation has been ongoing in all this. They do generally have a weekly formal meeting, meaning they bring in Victor's agent, they bring in his physical therapist, the Pacers front office, the Pacers medical staff, and have that type of meeting. 
in the, this spring is what they were doing. But in terms of what he's doing, I think right now it would be a disservice to the team if his teammates, for example, do not know his intentions. Because if not, you have to game plan completely differently. And a guy like Aaron Holiday, who thinks he mm-hmm. may be starting, isn't going to – or, well, somebody, maybe Holiday's going to start anyway because Sabonis is out and, and you've got a completely different rotation. How, how do you think that this affects his future with the team? I mean, if he opts out, the, the, the passion for Victor Oladipo locally is going to diminish quickly. The thing in all this, though, being sports, is if you do one great act, if he comes back next year and plays well and they don't trade him or, you know, whatever, and he handles it quite well and then leads him to a playoff postseason win, this will seem like it was 10 years ago. Who cares? Let's get a contract extension. And as it directly relates to him from a a front office and the Pacers' standpoint, they're ready to do a contract extension. They want to get it done. They made a – I wouldn't call it a formal offer in the fall. That was the first time the Pacers were uh, able – to make some kind of offer or even have those discussions. But just because of where the money limited by the CBA was, it wasn't really anything Victor and his agent wanted to give a thought to. But Pacers want him here. It's all a matter of does Vic want to be here? And secondly, what's he want to do about money? Does he think he can get a max contract? Does he think he can get that elsewhere? That's what he has to decide. And is it worth playing on a, on a contract year next year knowing you just don't know you could get hurt? Given where he is, and you always know this stuff, what is the max deal that he can get from the Pacers? <laughs> $25 million. This summer, the Pacers could offer him five years, uh, f- a five-year extension for, f- for $25 million. So the so money's the key part here. Total of one twenty-five, right? right? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That sounds right. Because to get to the point of all this, it's the money. And it's restricted to be 20% of what he is currently making. So it's an upgrade on his $21 million right now. But if he waits till next year, then the threshold increases even more. He becomes a, a free agent, unrestricted. Um, and then I, I don't know the exact number on this, so don't quote me here. But it's, it's something probably in 28 or $30 million per year on average if he waits. But again, it's, it's all significant money. I'm just not sure if I'm Victor at, what, 29 years old, a traumatic injury I'm still not 100% sure about. If I don't look around and see guys like Gordon Hayward go through a big injury, Eric Gordon just get paid, but now he, he continues to go in and out with injuries. I don't, I'm not, not so sure I don't take the guarantee that I know I'm set at age 33. That's a big decision. It is tough. If you've got mm-hmm. a history of injury like Victor does now, to pass on 125 really, really large, that is a big, big-ass decision because if he tears that tendon again, he becomes – his value is diminished by a gazillion, right? I mean, he mm-hmm. who knows at what point we, his we, market is going uh, to basement. And there's been a lot of speculation about obvious destinations that make sense, and a lot yeah. of that's connecting dots. Some of it's behind the scenes. The other thing to keep in mind here is I don't know for sure what teams are going to be willing to pay more, say, than the Pacers. So we may learn about his intentions and his aspirations. Is it a big market? Is it uh, a city you're comfortable with? Is it being surrounded by better players? Is it a winning opportunity? Or is it simply the most money? As long as we know what it is and a player doesn't hide behind it, I have no problem with it. It just oftentimes, how many times can do we see where it's like, I wanted the best situation, and then a guy goes to a random at, yeah. random X city that makes no sense. They're full of beans. Always. <laughs> it's always the cash. Sometimes it might be comfort. 
but cash drives the decision because the people surrounding these guys, like the agents, they're paid based upon what that guy generates. You know, nobody, no agent in his right mind is going to say, look, the opportunity to win sure. over here is better, but you're going to make $10 million a year less. Those agents don't exist. The only difference we've seen lately in the last, say, decade is guys willing to sacrifice a little bit to go play with a friend slash teaming up to win a championship, right? Yeah. That's the only thing where money has not been the number one motivating factor. It absolutely hasn't. How do you feel about the Pacers moving into this eight-game stretch where they're going to determine their seating? A lot of questions still for me. Um, I didn't take a ton out of the scrimmage. I don't think you really can. Um, I'm most interested in seeing, one, if they're a team that actually can play fast, that will thrive in that role or not, because they, that really hasn't been what they've been about this year with this group or in previous years. It's something new and something Nate has been wanting to do more. They, they've uh, picked up the pace every single season, but not at the level they're probably talking about playing right now and also how will miles turner adjust what will he look like being the number one center really the only center right now that they have to do with and offensively already we've seen his uh, his rating um his usage rate go up quite a bit since he's been in there and i'm curious how will they utilize him more inside or still keep him along the perimeter making more of that jump shot pick and pop guy you know, I thought he looked really good against the Spurs. I thought he did some things down on the block that I hadn't seen him mm -hmm. do before, but that was against Jakob Pertl. And at least from right. what I saw from Pertl in that scrimmage, he's not much of a defender. And that's a good thought there. you got to consider your, your opposition, right? And he's not going to be able to do this against the 76ers. In fact, the Pacers as a group, I don't want to isolate Miles. The Pacers have had not, no answers, really, for Joel Embiid. I think he averages more than 30 points against them. So without Domas, who's the most physical of those guys, who can bang inside and at least make him think about it, right, and get four or five fouls called on him, it's going to be a tough task should they meet in the postseason. And um, Miami, I think, would be the most interesting matchup and maybe perhaps the most favorable as well. As you look at those matchups and, and at, at the Pacers' opportunity to kind of advance their seating because the next three games mm -hmm. after they played the Sixers, all winnable. you got Washington, you've got Orlando, and who's the third? It's a, uh, another – oh, Phoenix. <laughs> all yeah. with losing records. You've got a chance. If you can get by the Sixers, you've got a chance to raise some hell a little bit and maybe get to that fourth or third seed. And I like what that allows. It, it gives you a big game to focus on, and then you can kind of ease back a little bit and figure out who you are now with this group um, and kind of cautiously go into it for the next 10 days because then after that, then it gets really difficult. However, we don't know how all these teams are going to handle it. Um, they play, they would play the heat, I think two of their last three games, and they could potentially play them in the first round. Even if they don't meet in the first round, I suspect maybe one of those, one of these teams will have their seat figured out, or maybe they'll decide to rest guys because the playoffs is coming up here in a week by then. We don't know how things might sort out And a team like the Lakers. They can clinch the number one seed with their next game. So what do they have to play for, for the night, for the next five or six games? What did you see last night that you liked other than Paul George missing that game winner? <laughs> you won't let that go. No. I thought it was – see, what I really liked, and this is where I steered a little bit, I love LeBron's defense. He yeah. was all over him, and it wasn't just that situation. It was on Kawhi, I want to say, two or three possessions before that. He was inside the lane. Kawhi had no breathing room, and I think he got a shot out, but it was right before the shot clock expired. I, I like that intensity. I, I would have liked to see more off offensive – 
game from LeBron, but it's funny when you consider his game. Now you think about the defense, how he got everybody involved, nearly had a triple-double. Uh, I really like the game setup. However, I would argue that it, they're doing too cute now. They've gone a little too cute with all the graphics yeah. and, and all of that. I don't need to see a Nike, uh, the stadium arena, another advertisement. Like at some point it becomes distracting to the eye. And so as, as it's 98% great, but there's a couple things I would tweak from it. What about you? I, I think the game presentation is okay. You know, that mm-hmm. that's fine. I'm not, I don't get too hung up in all that stuff. I thought the games last night were really competitive and a lot of fun to watch. I enjoyed watching the Pelicans as long as they weren't being defended. You know what I mean? They pop, 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 pop. The ball moved and the shots were open. And then all of a sudden the defense kind of ratcheted up and and you figured out maybe the Pelican and Zion was sitting on the bench only 15 minutes. Um, I enjoyed that game. And then the end of the Lakers-Clips game, you know, the two things were utterly predictable, that Paul George was going to miss that game-winning shot, and then he was going to bitch about the, the no call. You know, of, of course. That he, part is absolutely true. Like, he's going to get a call against LeBron with one second left in the game on a, on a game-winning shot. Are you kidding? Who's he think he is? And on top of that, during the game, there was a couple times I was surprised at the call going against LeBron. There was the travel that clearly was, but maybe they don't call that. There was one time he should have gotten it. He was hacked on a layup and turned around. I was like, what the heck? And I had agreed with him. I thought he got slapped on the arm um, right there. But you're right. Yeah, you can't. If you're PG, you can't expect that at all. I was surprised what Kawhi, what he was able to do as well, though. It It was a good game, despite all the officiating. We needed to minimize that a little bit. And what I like about what the NBA has done, and all credit to Adam Silver for this, is they are adhering to their protocols in ways that other Mm -hmm. sports are not. And I'm not talking about the NHL, but Major League Baseball in particular is just incapable of managing itself properly through all of this. And Adam Silver, I think, has done a masterful job. Yeah, I think what we've seen is the value in a bubble. You have to keep everything tight. And it's, it's notable that even though everybody's tested every day and everybody is in good health seemingly down there, they're still slapping hands. But at the same time, they're also many of the guys on the bench, especially the coaches, are still wearing masks. Even though if you're tested every day and you're good, you don't really need to wear masks. But I, I like that visual, even though slapping the hands, I was like, I thought we were going to eliminate that as, mu- as best we could during all this. But it, you see guys wipe their mouth and then slap hands and just like normal. That's one thing that has not changed. All right. Where are the Pacers going to wind up being seated? Oh, my favorite of prediction, Kent. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Probably the fifth seed is what I'm getting at. Kind of stay right where they are. Um, as, as you mentioned previously, they have an easier schedule at the beginning. And I think – having that back loaded with the harder games is actually beneficial. It either gives them time to ramp up to that, or those teams will have their situation handled and it will mean less. So I think they'll probably end up right where they are here. Might be better off dropping to the six and playing the Celtics in the first round instead Mm -hmm. of a matchup against Embiid and the 76ers. We'll see. Thank you for the time. I appreciate it. All right. Thank you, Kent. Good to see you. The great Scott Agnes. Tomorrow, or not tomorrow, but Monday morning, Breakfast with Kent, 8 o'clock, Facebook Live, immediately thereafter on Periscope at about 8.15. Have a great weekend. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? 
Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over a hundred casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. Eighteen plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.